What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Shuttle Drive. I've got a fun little episode for you guys today. I have Mr. Snowy Mark Robinson. How's it going, Snowy? It's good, Wade. It's good. Good to, uh, good to see you at the other end of the camera. How's things? No, it's not too bad. You know, can't complain. You know, hanging out. Maybe we'll get some more of this rain. Actually, it rained pretty good today, didn't it? Well, it's supposed to be more. I'm kind of looking out the window now, and the ground's already dried up. But yeah, we're supposed to be on on flood alert. So look out. Just so you know, me me and Snowy will have the new dagger codes on Toxaway tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Running people down. Anyone that comes, bring your high and dry. Bring your yeah. We'll have demos um, at the put-in slides right at the top of the road. (laughs) Put it at the road and yeah, just slide on down. Any first timers that really want to experience talks away, me and Snowy yeah. know it pretty well. Yeah, it's good to go. <laughs> yes, yeah, Snowy. Um, we'll get into it. Obviously, you know, I know this, but you you work for Dagger, Dagger Kayaks, and you have been designing for them. I'm thinking about 16, 17 years now, maybe 20. Yeah, since 2003. Yeah. And one of the questions that I want to kind of ask you today is about the the new Dagger Code launch. That boat, you know, took a little longer than expected. It might have, but it happens. Anyone that's been in the kayaking biz, we all know that things happen and sometimes molds change and we need to change directions. But I just recently did like an on-water review on it and I really like the code a lot and I was really impressed on the the final product you guys put out. It met my expectations on what Dagger's lineage is. I just wanted to know kind of what your vision of the code was, like, or Dagger's vision. I know it's a team effort. It's not just you on a pedestal up there. It might be. I don't know. I can't see. I don't know if you're on. No, a, far, on far from it. That, that wouldn't be a very, very fun pedestal. But no, it's, um, it's, it's a fun project. Yeah, thanks for the review and everything you did on it. Um, like you say, it took, took a while to kind of get it to market, and that's just the nature of the beast a little bit at the moment and lots of challenges along the way. And uh, yeah, I don't need to go into kind of all the, the reasons, but it's, it's there and kind of all sizes are available in the shops and becoming more available, which is, which is great. It was a really good project. I mean, you know, you'll often hear me say how stuff's sort of team driven and, you know, team tested, paddle approved, and it's a dagger mantra. And we, we truly believe in that and, you know, trying to involve, you know, a fantastic dagger team that we've got in that testing process. And, Different people bring different things to the table for the, for the projects we're working on. But yeah, the, the code, um, I think, you know, we, we started the first prototypes for that in April of 2020, I think. So right, sort of yep. lockdown time and, and where kind of like the world was, was, was really weird and you know, still, still is at times. But uh, where, when do we paddle? Where do we paddle? How could we paddle? And so, yeah, that was kind of the start of, of that boat. But yeah, the, the vision behind it was we had the Phantom in the range and, and that was doing really well for us. But obviously it's just a one size of the Phantom and, and we kind of got that one you know, released. Looking for something that was going to cover the basis size-wise. So we wanted to bring, you know, all the sizes that are needed to the market. Um, looking at the, the Mamba in the range, that, which, which was old on its mm-hmm. second edition and still selling well, but was definitely dated. And just really come with something new and fresh that replaced the Mamba, added to sort of what the Phantom could do in terms of sizes, but also a a fresh vision on it. So yeah. Um, So just for a lot of like listeners out there, a lot of people didn't know the Mamba is, has two two versions. There was a version that came out in like 2004 or five, somewhere around that range. And then it was, it was revamped. Maybe it was a little earlier or later, but it was revamped in like 2012. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first version, um, the game was three sizes, and then the second one came out. I think right, like twenty twelve was the was the next generation of that, and um, that's uh, you know. Out of those sizes, um, of those boat options, the, the Marmor 86, the large one, you know, did really well for us in terms of a big volume, big mm-hmm. water. To me, it kind of pushed, uh, kind of pushed some things forward. I think at times in terms of, you know, what that boat could do and opened up some runs. And I might be wrong on this. I think, wasn't that the, the boat first ran Site Z um, on the Stikine? Was that what Benny was in when he first ran that? Snowy, now you put me on the spot. You know, normally yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean you're, you're a historian here. You've got that. You nah, know, like, more more like Rain Man without all the good qualities. You know, I'll, <laughs> I can't count chopsticks and all that. I'm just dig, yeah. Dig deep into that, not that big brain of yours. But uh, anyway, Ben Mar did paddle a mamba down several things. I did. I do remember him in a mamba a while back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's a so, great boat for that, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like eight six, big, the eight six, big, the eight six for sure. Yeah, size wise, a big, big volume boat. Maybe not big, you know, by today's standards, but like super stable, kind mm-hmm. of like crush through everything. Good for sort of loading for overnighters, and um, yeah, kind of proved itself really well in that bigger volume. But at the same time, was you know did really well as an instructional platform, and that's where you know the first Mamba had come from. That generation of we worked with the NOC when we tested that boat mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, instruction platforms in places in the UK and Europe and who were teaching out of that boat as a kind of sort of beginner intermediate platform as well. And um, so it was a really good step. So they still have it in, in rotation over there in, in Europe, right? They're still selling it. The MX. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, still, still there. They've got, they do sort of different variations on it, outfitting options. Um, I believe it's with the code coming in, that's going to get, get superseded and get some drop from the range. Um, Will it get a club spec also? Yeah, I mean that's exactly they have that club spec. They, you know, basically bribe. we get we get left out on the club specs over here. Snowy, let's bring bring club specs to America. I know. I I, I I've always it's always boggled my mind that doesn't seem to sort of work at retail over here. So it's like one spec and that's what you get, and you know it's that one price point. And you know, in, in Europe, it's it's kind of a 50-50 split, and they do have that big sort of club program as mm-hmm. well. And they'll buy fleets of boats, and everyone can kind of come along and try it for the first time, and. Yeah, uh, well, really- it was it was done it was done in the last version Mamba with the with the welded in seat track adjustable seat. It had more like the play outfitting, but the problem was I didn't really see that as like a like a club spec. I seen that as kind of like just a really kind of a high performance spec in, in a lighter package. If that, yeah, it, think- yeah. That, that was it with that. We had the creep spec and the play spec. And so um, one was, was, uh, was lighter than the other. That was really, and, and more adjustable, like adjustable mm-hmm. with the seat. And eventually, you know, the creep spec kind of won out in terms of durability and, you know, um, safety and strength. And so, yeah. And currently that's not being offered or any plans of offering that in a code. I don't know. That's not the plan. No, okay. one, one spec, you know, just for what we're trying to do with that boat and where it's positioned. and Minimizing you know, skews, baby. Safest boat, boat possible, exactly. <laughs> let's let's tell what it really means. How about minimizing skews? I know what it's like. <laughs> Mel parts you know, and pieces. Too, too many choices. It's like you go into the, the, the shops here and you're asking Robbins. No, the peanut butter aisle. I don't buy peanut butter. I just can't, can't stand this. I know you can't. Well. Down there, and there's like there's like five hundred different types. It's like how many how many types you really need? So. Yeah. Well, you're at Trader Joe's, so I get it. <laughs> I'm at Walmart or dollar store and you're at Trader Joe's (laughs) just kind of like with the nomad project, you know, you had a boat with a long like history, like the Mamba and you was, you had the task to improve that design. What were you looking at? Like what, 
what what kind of like parameters were you thinking? Okay, this is going to do this. This is what I can prove on. This is what I can prove on. Yeah, um, it's always a sort of a tough tough goal. So you got you to change some things and improve on it. But um, you know, also you to, some some people will sort of get pretty distressed if it sort of veers away from from what it sort of stood for and then the platform it was. But you know, you got to try and progress and move forwards. I think the big thing to look at was that sort of feeling that people want of, sort of coming out of a drop and, and sort of planing out of the drop and, and then being able to control that boat as it's planing. So mm-hmm. you know, getting a planing, a, sort of a good planing surface in there, getting rails that are usable, but not sort of, you know, overly aggressive. So they're going to catch you out, particularly when we look at sort of where it's going to be paddles location. So you've got places like Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. you've got way more volume around you versus the Southeast. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's fair to say and arguable still, but Daggers, a lot of their focus has been sort of southeast style boats. That's where we're based. It's where a lot of the testing happens, not exclusively at all. But that's sort of let's be uh, honest. That's where all the sales are. Well, it's, it is. It's, it's, there's a I've lot seen of, the I've seen the matrix. It's it's not. It's definitely definitely not exclusive. You know, kind of <laughs> global sales. But it's um it's easy to say focus on that, and, and there are different yeah. different needs. You know, we really opened that up with the with the code with the testing and how we how we did the testing. But yeah, it was a case of looking at you know, what the, what can't gone before it, but really where the boats were trending and what we wanted to do. Um, what did we like in the Phantom? Cause there was things to be learned in there. And what, what did we dislike? I think one of the big takeaways uh, between those two was really, you know, how that boat's going to kind of come out of a drop and carry its speed. At the yeah. Phantom. You know, it's, it, it, the Phantom's going to stay in the range and does what it does. It's a faster boat for sure. It's a, it's a boat that kind of really gives you awesome feedback when you're on it, but can also kind of take off on you a little bit when you're sort of, you know, not paying attention. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not actively, then yeah, it'll, it'll really let you know. And, you know, what we want, we want a boat that is going to encourage sort of dynamic forward, forward paddling, but at the same time, not sort of, sort of get away from you. So yeah, that the Mamba was such a big hit, you know, when I went out to the P&W and you've talked to those guys a bunch too, you know, the Todd Wells and, and Galen and those guys out there. And they were a big fan of the Mamba 8.6. They were a huge fan of that Mamba 8.6. And on this project, I'm guessing you've got a lot of feedback from those guys too out in the P&W region. Yeah, we did. We, uh, you know, we've got a really sort of uh, deep, deep team there of, of paddlers, you know, that we were able to tap into and people coming from different angles, you know, people were running just big volume runs as well as like large, big waterfalls as well and, and everything in between. And so, yeah, to be able to work with the team on that and um, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to get out there and actually paddle with mm-hmm. them, but I'm um, getting, getting prototype boats and shipped up there for testing and sort of video feedback and mm-hmm. yeah, stayed, you know, really closely on that and you know that's again that team tested it's the success of the product so sort of to to everyone's yeah one of so so you can answer this you know better than anybody so the to compare the phantom and code let's say I'm, i'm thinking about the medium code i have a phantom currently what would i expect what could you expect say i have a code a phantom and i'm thinking about upgrading the code should i uh, yeah, absolutely. By five. I mean, no, no. <laughs> because here's the reason why. Um, I think the first thing is, is is sizing. I've mentioned it already, but you know you can find a boat within that size range, small, a true small medium that's going to fit you really well. That's going to fit you whether you want you know a smaller paddler who wants to float float super high and dry and you know floating on the surface and you know sort of charging over everything down to some smaller paddlers who we've really not not catered super well for in, in a little while and so that's that's the first thing and i think the, you know the range does cover that well i mean i sort of 
able to paddle and test all the sizes and actually can fit all the sizes and, and surprisingly with a large even like it doesn't it's not about the kind of owns you it's you think it'd be 97 gallons like it's going to be massive but it really doesn't paddle that big um you're right and i i, I put the the large through the paces and i was when i set in and on payment the large felt large it felt big but on the water yeah. it did not feel that big i don't know what it was it just I, d- I don't know if those rails and the link translated really well to the, the paddling. But when I was sitting yeah. in, if I just sat in in a store floor, I'd be like, oh, this is way too big for me. But it actually wasn't. I'm around about 180, 185. What are you about? 140, 150? I'm one fi- just under 150, yeah. Yeah, um, so you, you can go all three sizes. Yeah. yeah I yeah. found out real quick I can't go the small, Snowy. Well, yeah, you just got to get down to your fighting weight. weight. You gotta, yeah, you know, well. Well, that, that is true. Well, hey, yeah, wait, I mean, yeah. it's definitely we, we didn't want to make a boat there. You know, it's easy to just kind of squeeze up on size and then we'll, we'll miss some people out. And in, in a way, I sit between sizes. Do you think I'd sort of size a boat that fit me a little bit better? But I, I definitely sit between sizes somewhat. But um, yeah, you know, I, testing the small, even, you know, high water runs on things and um, felt like I could paddle it pretty well at mine but yeah i think one of you are going to be you're going to be out of that um size range but yeah i guess back to you know the differences code to phantom so sizing is the big thing initially and then it's really you know that the speed at which the phantom will come out of the drops and into the next drop it's kind of planing out it's, it's carrying its speed through and we we sort of realized that for quite a few people especially transitioning from a mamba maybe is that carrying too much speed into the next drop isn't always what you want. Like you're sort of not always like totally focused and ready for it. You're not prepared for it in some people's cases. So it's not that we're looking to make a slow boat, but, the, but making a boat that will, you know, play out from a drop, have give that sort of zippy feeling that people are looking for, but then also be able to control that speed and be ready and prepared to sort of go into the next drop. Um, you know, not totally uncontrolled. Yeah. And so that ability to then like midstream corrections, high rocker, so you can kind of like flick the bounds and stern around and then just super rocker in there. That, that's the, you know, how much more rocker is it than the Phantom? What's the Phantom rocker? You should have all these number uh, memorized uh, in your head. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not sort of, you know, don't keep, I could probably numbers. ask you a rugby player stats and you'd ring them off like that. Yeah, then, actually, you know, who, who won the you know, Rugby World Cup or who won out the English Bells, you know, I have no Who did win the World, Rugby World Cup, by the way? Last one, I forgot. I hope it was Australia. It probably was. Yeah. yeah probably. <laughs> no, I mean, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, one of those, I'm sure. Yeah. Know that, I'm going to get called out for that, not knowing that answer. How do you forget that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, rocker-wise, um, depends on the size that you're looking for, but it's got, I, I, if people ask how much rockers it have, it's got, it's got enough. I think that's a, that's a good looking at Like, it's, it stays on the surface super well and kind of theory a little bit, a bit like sort of, you know, big downhill mountain bikes. Like if the front's yeah. going to go with something then the rest of the boat should follow, the rest of the bike's going to follow. And so just all that sort of, you know, sort of crushing rock away, you just get the bow up and over. Then it's bouncing like, okay, making sure it doesn't want to kind of like come up and over and then carry on going in that arc. And so bouncing out your stern rocker and just getting that sort of surface so it kind of lifts up and over and then drops back down and continues. It, I think you definitely nailed it. You know, well, I think the whole team nailed it on a boat that that comes out of drops and it does have a higher rocker plane, which I think helps water pile up a more. Maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but it does. It comes out and the Phantom had a tendency to squat down and go fast from drop to drop. This one really did come out and it would skim like 20 feet and then just start dropping down and it slowed down. So I yeah. think I think the stern rocker and the bow rocker pretty much nailed that. So I think that's a good feature to have. 
And if that can be pushed on this, that, that was my description of some people when they'd asked me about the phantom and code. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinion too. And you kind of, you kind of back that up that not everybody wants to go mock seven from drop to drop. Some people want to run something, look around, peel out, run the next drop, look around. And I think it, yeah. um, and, and I think, I think did a good job on that for sure. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Just kind of preparing yourself for that next sort of like coming through and just being able to like sit up to take, take a second and then, then you're into the next drop, but, but without losing that kind of feeling sense of speed that people are looking for, you know, coming out of a drop and not sort of bogging down. Um, and then really the rail shape and that this, this relates a little bit more back to the mama than the phantom is like carrying that rail through the tail. So when you come off a drop, you can, you are still steering, so dropping an edge, um, carving with those rails. The mama rail didn't extend all the way to the tail. The Mamba no, ended no. probably right about where the rocker kick started a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was really soft through the tail there, really forgiving in that sense. And, and that, was, that was something when we looked at that sort of beginner intermediate platform, people sort mm-hmm. of in their initial eddy turns and peeling out into the flow and just having something that's going to soft and the water run underneath. Um, did we lose you? Oh, no, you're still there. There you go. Can you see that? All kinds of, yeah, fancy stuff on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to look a little bit at this rocker profile. Plus, I wanted to see if I could pull this up while you were still on here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can, you like can... Rock, rockers, rockers, something I think any design will tell you is you can make, make a breaker boat with, with rocker. And it's also a really hard thing to control in production. Like it's sort of over the length of the boat when, a, when plastic shrinking, you know, trying to trying to keep that and maintain it and, and sort of boat to boat is uh, it's challenging. Um, I wish but, I wish you guys I wish not you personally, but like a, a like a bottom shot of the hull mm, on these. I never you need to see the, the business end. I need to see the business, buddy. I want to see the yeah. bottom. I can't. I was yeah. trying to see if I could rotate it around, but I can't see those rails. I wanted to show like the rails, but I can't see the rails on that. I didn't even know I could not do that. But no, I could see the overall shape of the boat and how it tapers in there. And you can kind of see in the picture that the rail does run the length of the hull there. No, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed with the boat, man. I, I really like the boat. And, and like I said, um, I paddle every brand I can find now. So, but I really like the boat a lot. I liked how it came over everything. I think it's, it's definitely, it's worth the wait. You know, it was a little long, but hey, it's here for creek season. Who's going to be paddling codes on the Ocoee besides me? Well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're the only one. Everyone's been in there, you know, <laughs> boats and slicey boats through the summer, and there's, yeah. there's definitely those kind of like it, it worked out. Just yeah, I think it, I think it has in the in the long runs and getting into shops for sort of winter creek season. And um, yeah, I think you know, like you say you kind of bias towards Dagger, but it's, it's always you know, nervous putting a putting a boat in Wade Harrison's hands because he's going to be going to be honest. He's going to tell tell you, um, you know, and, and also we go you know point out to everyone you. The biggest kind of critic of everything. I remember back when I started with Dagger. You know, Wade would come in and he'd be. What did he call me? They called you the the end peer, the picker. They're <laughs> like picker oh, or don't. or P and F or <laughs> problem yeah, finder. Yeah, problem finder. You're like don't don't give this thing to Wade, and, and then you'd like try and hide stuff away for a while till it was ready, and then he'd come through like, what is this junk? And you just break it, and you're like, oh, I'm <laughs> oh, that was 3D printed. Sorry about that. Yeah, you <laughs> you'd be like, oh, this this, this grab handle isn't going to hold this, Snowy. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, well, that's 3D printed. That was my model. I'd be like, oh, you got some super glue? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll glue it back together. But no, it's true. Like people would be super nervous. Like, here, give it to Wade if you want it. If you want it really sort of proven out, get it, get it with the NPR. 
Yeah, man. Um, I think that, yeah, that pretty much covers the code. I mean, it, I think it, it pretty nailed everything. I think the sizing is one of the big things too. you know, the Phantom, obviously you know, I've talked to several paddlers. They're either too light for the Phantom. You know, I got a buddy, uh, Matt while, and he's like 130 and he's like, dude, yeah. that Phantom's just way too big on me. And yeah, he just yeah. sat in it. And then I've talked to another guy that's like 225 and he's like, it's just too small. It just feels too yeah. small for me. And now I'm yeah. like, yeah, try the large code. Now try the small, the small code. Yeah. Yeah. It had a, it had a pretty, you know, it's had a pretty good for being a single size boat, but there's definitely, there's always limitations. And someone's going to want to be in a boat and be sort of, you know, deeper in the water and more engaged in there. And other people just want to float super high and dry. But um, yeah, you know, over the Phantom as well, you know, the, the Phantom is part of that thing where it come through and just like speed out of drops, but getting a bit more support behind the paddler as well. There's a little bit more width carried back in the cone. And the hips, baby. We learned from from that and just like where we wanted to put the volume and sort of packing that volume really tight in behind the paddler and filling it out. And um, yeah, just things things that we learned and bringing a new boat to, to the range and a bit like, you know, you know, People like uh, Soprano are do, doing with their keeping the nine R in the range. Is their sort of mm-hmm. super boat and um and the and the, the Phantom. Just for everybody listening, the Phantom is staying in the range. I, I really like the Phantom. I mean, I yeah. I still own a Phantom and I would use it right now. I wouldn't use the code in a race. I think the code. It not saying you can't do it. I don't think it has that speed out of drops that we were talking about. I think it does have that Tennessee. I just noticed that they did the Great Falls race up and, and you know, some of the team guys were paddling Phantoms. I was like, well, that makes sense. You need that longer water line and speed. That The code is that drop pool type, type boat, not screaming from drop to drop. They yeah. are drastically different boats. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I think – you know, speed can also be found in staying staying on the surface as well. You know, if it bows up again. That is true. Just has to Nirvana. And, you know, different, different kind of styles of runs, and that lends itself to those different boats. But, yeah, a lot of the team, you know, this weekend were using the Phantom because that's, that's why it's there still. We'll keep it in the range. Speaking of in the range, um, what's, what do you think is we'll, – we'll change subject on – I think we covered everything on the code. Yeah. So what do you, what would you say is the, the biggest mistake as far as a boat like that you've done that you've worked on and I won't bring up the crazy 88, but is there another boat out there? Maybe it's crazy 88. I don't know. Like what boat do you look back and you're like, Oh God, that was terrible. Ah, you know, I, I personally, I feel like they're all good. I know. No, no, far, far from it. It's out of the lineup, so you can say whatever. You've already got yeah. the sales. You're not <laughs> killing the sales of it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're, some no, used. They're all, they're all great. Um, you know, that the, the dagger agent for me was, was, uh, was, was just a tough one. I think it was a real sort of transitional time by when we worked on that boat. So it was right through the first sort of boat that I, I guess, you know, when I first came in working alongside Mark Lyle and the team that was there then and then sort of started in on that, uh, that, that agent. and they come in three sizes? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're also kind of like challenged with trying to do a sort of play boat and a boat that might work pretty well on a wave, but we really didn't, couldn't go anywhere to test it. It was like really trying times. It's like, oh, yeah, let's make this boat happen real fast and we, we don't have, you know, budget and time to do any of this and we yeah. can't go around like, Okay, let's make a boat, you know, in the southeast, which is not known for its playboating, unless the, you know, dries come in or something like that. So that one, that one I was back on sort of struggled on. There was lots of things I, I learned there as a designer and just sort of how to how to operate and do things. So um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one to stomach. I think. You, yeah. So so the agent is one that that really. 
I mean, what would you have done different? Oh, just uh, just everything. <laughs> <laughs> just just pretty much everything. Um, yeah, I mean, playbooks in themselves are sort of tricky because the sizing has to be like so so on it. With uh, there 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 it is. Like, don't, don't remind. Yeah, like Look the, at it in all its glory here. Oh, this one also, um, the Pledger Wager. Is, what, oh, yeah. That's right? going back a while. That That's was got, the, the, the precursor to the, uh, to the leg lifter right there. Yeah, yeah it's, I just see that. So, so tell us, like, um, do you remember the story that me and you kind of like, we talked about the Pledger Wager, kind of like how this thing came about? Yeah, I think I, weren't we paddling with just sort of regular seats and then we'd be, you know, doing a run somewhere and, and take, take your bottom and do bottom, like shove it under the front edge of the seat and, and it would elevate it. And you're like, oh, that feels really, you know. Like the kingpin or something. I can't remember the boat, but it was probably the yeah. kingpin. What yeah, a great so, idea. You know, huh? And then the, the perception piece, the foam walk that would slide back. Um, Pleasure pod. The plus, right, yeah. So they had Coming that multicolor foam and it had a little little poly knob that slid on some abs plastic the pleasure yeah. wedger was was a better the pleasure pod was just to kind of keep keep you from sliding forward, sliding off the, forward which i yeah. used to make those you know i'd foam that out and it would keep it the 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 pleasure wedger is that was that the actual name of that i think that it was the name yeah god that's terrible that sounds terrible sounds it like does. something you should get at pandora's box on the weekends but it's like you <laughs> it slid under the seat and it elevated the seat, which was different because it helped push up against the thighs. Obviously it's not as good as what we have nowadays with the, the ratcheted like leg lifter. That thing's a marvel, man. That thing's a marvel. And actually, so that originated with wilderness systems, correct? Sure. Yeah. So that came in under the that kind of confluence wilderness systems thing. And I, I believe they they have had and still have a patent on the sort of the, mm-hmm. the like legs leg lifter it's a really cool feature in terms of comfort just being able to sort of like lift your legs up but then it was with a with a cam strap yeah yeah not um, a ratchet dagger was the first one to use a ratchet correct to do the ratchet yeah well, dagger and, uh, and, don't, and don't forget at that time um that's when companies linked together with uh with wavesport and so that really came through wavesport um you know who's and- that who's wavesport that's uh that's a really cool brand still still go, going in the uk it is and, yep. you know, I, I mentioned this on my last episode that um, there's a there's a retailer bringing in a container, baby. We're going to have Phoenixes dropping hard. I know they're going to be uh, they're going to be appearing. But, yeah, they're still still, you know, pushing the brand and the brand. So towards the end, there was you know, towards the end of the U.S. was, was still really strong in, in UK yeah. and Europe always always has been. But, um, yeah, I remember I think Robert was the first one to to take the um, the leg lifter from sort of a wilderness platform and he put it in some of the. Well, I, I get my history wrong here. Like project, maybe, maybe one of maybe one of the later Project X's or something. Yeah, now, um, is it is it still patented by a wilderness system? All you guys out there, you listen that that is a patented right now. So if you think about doing it in the U.S., hey, all you Canadians, you and UKans and all that, you can you can drop leg lifters left and right and probably get around it because it's probably a U.S. patent, right? Oh, I doubt it. I would, I would imagine it's, uh, it's going to be global. I don't, I don't know the exact ins and outs. Wow, big bucks over here. Around for a while, and um, I, I believe it's still current because it's, uh, yeah, some things you should kind of, you know, put all the work into and to protect mm-hmm. yourself. And other things, a bit like, you know, with the step out wall in, in Dago when they first came up with that. Um, that Gradient, you know, right? We're not going to put a patent on this. Just want everyone to be able to utilize this because it's a safety feature. And if people want to, I agree. Then, then go for it and um, why, no, why I, proof safety. 
Yeah, really good on dagger for that because I agree with that. That's that's different. That's more of like a structure and a safety feature yeah. that could save lives. I would like to see that in all boats, some sort of, if not maybe the exact same, some form of it. I think I've seen like, you know, skeleton type frames and some of them have used ABS plastic, but it's like, I think dagger pioneered that safety step out pillar. And I agree with not patenting that, but, a, but an outfitting and like something that increases like comfort and more kind of like your trademark, like your, your thing. I mean, I agree on patenting that. Yeah. 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 You know, and some people will say that, you know, outfitting's a, a bit of a crutch and you, you sort of don't need, don't need all that stuff. But I, I think the ability to, you know, people, customer wants something that's kind of ready to go out, out of the shop, out of the bag pretty much now. And so, uh, you know, spent a lot of time back in 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. developing outfitting that was, that did just that. And, um, you know, brought a lot of adjustment, but sort of, you know, a solid system to, to market. And the, the cool thing as well, and this is something with the, with the bigger boats, you know, and, and, you know, just testing the bigger boats. I noticed um, if I put, you know, put the seat shims under the seats and actually boost yourself up, you can paddle, you can size up and size down by taking them out into different size boats. So that's a cool, it's a cool feature too. Yeah. And I mean, Dagger, you know, it's no secret out there. Dagger owns the outfitting department. You know, at times, you know, it does look a little like overcomplicated, but it's one of those things kind of like what you alluded to there, have it, not need it. And if you don't want to, you know, use the leg lifter, just don't lift it up. (laughs) You don't want to adjust your thigh braces. Don't adjust them. Don't want to do your toe cups. Don't do them. It's like, but at least it's there. And it it is, it is a lot going on at times. And, you know, I know I put out videos and daggers put out videos and team have said like how to do it, but just educating people like the toe cups, you know, we were, me and you, we were talking about toe cups not too long ago about daggers, toe cups, you know, it's not just a plate. There's a, a a, go ahead and explain what the, the top of it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, um, a sort of toe shield as such. So, you know, you know, filling out that space in a bulkhead. So you don't sort of go over the top. And I don't know if you've had this, but you go over the top of a bulkhead and then all of a sudden, cause, you know, boat can expand and contract when you hit something, all of a sudden you've got these sort of these kind of finger cuffs around your toes and you can't, can't extract yourself back out. And, um, not that you'd be paddling boats barefoot or anything. That's a terrible idea, but terrible uh, idea. <laughs> only, only, only slalom paddlers do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's too heavy. It's too heavy. 16 grams uh, of shoes. <laughs> you're going to be able to feel, feel the foam on your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so it's got this like sort of cup at the top. So if you, in the result of an impact, your toes can't go up and over it. And so that you can expand those plates out, but it also has the shields to stop you going over the top. So little details like that, they add, they add that functionality, they add a bit of weight, no doubt, but um, yeah. just, you know, trying to balance out what, what's needed and what's not. And um, yeah, we probably need to do a better job of educating people why we do it because I try to put it I try to put it in some of my walkthrough videos and I've been trying my best because I'm always think it's those are those are things that are in place and if it just saves one person from going over the there have been people went over bulkheads got their foot lodged behind it and uh there's there's not you know manufacturers out there that push that enough about the safety of the bulkhead hopefully I got a whole video coming on bulkhead safety because I think some some people will just even with dagger boats, man, I, I'll look in there and they're like, how do you use this? And I was like, they don't even put their, their wedges on there. Like, it's just, they're up on the plastic. With that um, bulkhead uh, safety thing, are you going to do, do like a crash test dummy thing and basically just like find a drop that you can just 
you know, you just repeat over and just, like just, a drop in Alabama, yeah, like Little River Falls or something. Yeah, Pete, that's Pete good. You basically come off that first drop and just like just no stroke it and, and see what happens. Man, I don't. You, I'm, you, you've got to. You've, you've got to uh, do it. The, the, the consumers want to know, and, and you're you're that guy. <laughs> yes, Noe. Um, yeah. So so the agent. You hated the agent. You still hate it. I, I hate, it keeps you up at night. Word. It, I, I learned a lot. You just spot. You loathed it. It wasn't my, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting time, like what people wanted out of a boat and, um, you know, you know, wave, wave boats were kind of like a thing. And so all wise that boat didn't, didn't score super well, but it was, yeah, it's fun sort of learning and, um, kind of in the UK grew up doing, a, you know, a bunch of playboating, a lot of good whole stuff. And then you come to the Southeast and sort of you lose a lot of that. Cause we don't that is true. That is. Yeah. What, um, is there, is there a design you look back that you're like, happy that makes you happy i know what you're saying the current ones today but i'll go ahead and say that <laughs> outside okay let's say let me rephrase that outside the code and the current available boats today like like way back is it like it may be a discontinued model or something yeah i mean there's yeah there's there's, there's a number you kind of like sort of draw sort of really really sort of good experiences from and just like just the process of them as much sometimes as much as like the end result of the boat can be really, really rewarding. I think the, you know, I think back to the axis. Well, I can go back further than that. Um, back in, uh, you know, before working at um, Dagger, but uh, worked at Piranha for, for three years and just working with, with the team there on some really cool sort of like some concept ideas. Yeah. X six F adjustable rocker. Wow. I think that was ju- just coming out when I was leaving. How about a little a little loop thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little just screw in loop thing. Trying stuff, but I, I remember, um, you know, getting a good opportunity to work on the uh, um, the Piranha Sub Seven was was really cool. That's still a really good boat. Yeah, I've Le- still learned a lot with with the team there, and um, you know, and uh, Graham Macris, Jason Buxton, and all the the guys that were there, Bob Campbell, that that crew there then, and then. Um, you know, fast forward from there, and again, some sort of experiences like working with, with the kind of collective group on the, the you know, the green boat. Because part part of that was also just the sort of challenge of getting that boat to market, not just like working on the prototypes, which was really cool. And obviously, well, that was a hundred percent Pat Keller from a video I seen. It might well have been, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there was there was a there was a pretty big group surrounding that. There was, yeah, over a ton of that boat. No, no doubt. He gave a lot of feedback on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he, he was he shaped on that boat, and you know, we, there was a lot of hand shaping going on. And so, you know, then taking that and putting it back into CAD, so we could then, you know, make mold tools. But it's know, still in the lineup today. Is I think it just I think it's going to it says like a seasonal model, so I think it's just dropped out of the line, um, you know, full full time. But I think it's like you know those things. Like oh season- no! So we can't order one. For, we better get one for the green race right now. Which brings you better, me, you better, which brings have, me to the yeah, next. I, I think, I think there's some some in inventory. There's there's not much else in inventory. Uh, I, was, I was looking for excuse because last year you had a great excuse. I think last year you went to the UK, right? During the green race, yeah, so, was, so you got still... a good excuse to get out of it or something. I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, if you're already getting your race training in this year. Oh, I mean, it's always race season. Wayne. I know. Uh, when you know, when 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 we're paddling back across the lake on section four, and next thing like, well, someone's speeding up a little bit, someone's speeding up. Oh. And- <laughs> We're doing that no matter what. Five minutes is like a full sprint just, just because. So, yeah, it's always. It's Are you going to be in town during the race this year or is it still I, too I far out? I hope to. 
yeah, I hope to be be back. I'm, I'm due to go to the to the UK again before, but I hope not to be kind of trapped there in sort of uh, mm. quarantine world and be able to. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I missed I missed last year. I missed the year before with a with a rib injury. So I'm I'm. I'm oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah, I was all, all messed up. So yeah, I, I you know it's race season. So which brings me to the next topic. You know, it, the Vanguard is no secret. You know, I'm not talking top secret here. You know, the Vanguard's what three years now. Uh, what is the so? Is there any future like of the Vanguard? Is that something that maybe still in the works, or is that something that? What yeah, do you think? I, I hope so. I mean, I don't de- definitely never did, and certainly now don't to get to sort of make, make any sort of calls on what those sort of production-led projects might, might be, but things that we can work on, you know, learn from, work with the team, you know, and have to have boats that the team, you know, want to paddle and we can develop over time because we, yeah. we're, we're definitely slow with that development, but usually the products last a long time in the marketplace once we get them there. Um, but the Vanguard is one of those that, uh, yeah, we, we already know what we want to do as sort of changes and iterations. And um, I know this, this last weekend, like it took one and two at the Great Falls race in the, mm-hmm. That's up. true. So kudos to the, the guy. The guys powering it. Uh, they are uh, the machines, right? It's just uh, you put, yeah, some put, some V twelve engines in it. Does help. Dug out log and they'd uh, they'd still still battle awesome. So yeah, I, I, we we so we, we can expect it uh, June June of twenty twenty two. Nice. Okay, my orders in. Yeah, I think that's that's the production plan. Yeah, you heard, heard it. <laughs> Actually, I mean, yeah, you you just set it for us. We'll just work to that. You just tell us what what you want, and we'll we'll just knock it out. Yeah, I just wanted to bring the Vanguard up. You know, it's been in, um, I know it's been, it's more like a team project right now. And a lot of people need to understand that, that boats like that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think the code was definitely needed more than a Vanguard. You want to sell, you want to sell 50, (laughs) you know, make the Vanguard first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you know what what's what do we really need to do to fill out the, the range, and then what's the the, the public going to buy? And yeah. um, you know we, the the cool thing about about sort of that longboat category is that you know Dagger's right there front and center with with bringing bringing in some the new new batch of longboats, um, you know for for racing and just yeah. Downstream fastening. A lot of people look at things like the green boat and you know stinger and, and the green boat and stinger kind of pioneered the way, right? Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, yeah. finally and, finally uh, pried everybody out of damn prion tornadoes, the, right? The, yeah, yeah. The, the tornado is uh, yeah eventually kind of been superseded after you know however many years. So it's still you know still cool boats, but I think people see them as race boats, but they're they're, they're way more than that. Like you see groups of people kind of going down the river together, just going fast and having a really good time. I think I remember first seeing like a crew of people coming by in like stingers and green boats, probably like eight or 10 of them on the, on the upper Goldie. Golly marathon, baby. Just whizzing through and just like, just loving it. And they weren't, they, I don't think they were race trainer and they're just like out, you know, to do the, the full sure lap. It does help that flat water, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust me. I took a super ego on a marathon. Boy, was I about halfway through made a mistake. Everybody else is, they told me, Hey, we're going to have a slicey boat day on the marathon. I'm like, all right, I'll bring a super ego. They all bring RPMs and, you know, mongooses. I'm like, this, these aren't sli- these are half slices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, did I, I almost walked out at the trail and hitchhiked. <laughs> but yeah. Have you ever uh, done the, uh, ever done the double, double marathon on, on that? I have not, I have not done the double marathon, but I, I, I don't, realize. I, you know, what would that be? 30? What is the marathon? 60 miles? How far is the marathon? 22? I can't even remember. 
Yeah, so it's over a normal one, isn't it? I, could, like- I, I mean, I, it's not that I don't think I could do it. You know, as long as the days are long enough. Well, even if they're not, once you get past the upper golly and you're on the lower, it's pretty Well, chill. the problem we're doing with you, though, is like you get partway down river and that uh, you'd stop to check people because like you can't you, well you, whatever yeah you know, high fives and bro hugs the whole way down what kind of what kind of paddle are you using currently you know i know me and you both are big fans of the at super light yeah it just it's hard to beat that you i have used a lot of at paddles and i remember you know even working at at and us working together you were like have you used that super you let me use your super light and I, I think i bought three of them i ended up selling like two of them and i have one and it's still holding up really good it is starting to delam a little bit but i think i've seen you out on the water the other day and you had something called a ve paddle vertical elements i did yeah Are you allowed to talk about that i, I think so yeah they're, they're, uh... they're in production <laughs> They're available paddle, yeah. You can can buy them. Um, so yeah. Where are they manufactured? What's that? Where are they manufactured currently? They're made. Um, they're made over in the UK. Um, it's uh, it's a brand that's been around for for a good while. Um, VE, and then bought uh, last year or two years ago by Palm. Um, Palm Equipment, paddling gear, and then Palm's also the licensee for Dagger in, in Europe. You know other other products. And so they bought the um, VE uh, paddle brand um, production, moved all the production in-house. So everything's kind of there under one roof. And um, they've got a, you know, really cool, cool team working behind that. And super, super knowledgeable group, you know, where it started with, um, with Stuart Morris, who started it, like yeah. super knowledgeable in kind of composite stuff and a paddler and just kind of, you know, walk to walk and just knows, knows. What he's... So yeah, they, they bought that brand and have those paddles and using palm gear for the longest time has had the chance to, to, to use one and try it out. They're really cool. Um, they're really different to, to AT. So I, I sort of went cold Turkey from using a 200, um, AT shaft foam, foam call super, uh, super light to a straight shaft, adjustable ferrule, uh, just like um, everything, everything changed up on me really, really quickly. Now these are, these are air core. They are not foam core, correct? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So for everyone listening, so they, a lot of manufacturers say like Warner AT, they, they put like foam inside the blade. This has an air pocket, like a bladder in it. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's uh, created with a, a bladder and um, it's uh, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have been sort of, you know, much more of a sort of a straight sort of weird transition and, and still takes some getting used to. I mean, just uh, I used AT for, for 17 plus years and, you know, it's all carbon, right? Um, and and still, you know, for some stuff, it's like play paddling. The, the feel of the foam core, the way it comes to the surface, and, and yeah. sort of up, um, there's 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 sort of nothing quite like that. Uh, is yours adjustable? Yes, yes. It's got the the um, kind of flip ferrule, which is kind of cool for it's cool for um, flying back from the UK with it because I could just put it, you know, carry it. Is that not crazy? I remember talking to you about this too, and I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, I got a Letman paddle, a Letman Extreme seventy. And, and I was like, no way would I ever paddle with an adjustable take apart blade until I found out the convenience of just like taking it apart, throwing it down in my kayak. Like, you, you know how, what we do a lot of times we'll throw paddles in the back of a truck. I always think that's where I'm going to break my paddle. The most somebody throwing a boat on top of my paddle, new, brand new Adachi laid in the back of a truck. Somebody drops a damn boat right across it and snaps it. So now what I do when we're running shuttle or something, I'll either take it apart and it's sitting in my lap or I'll take it apart and shove it down the back of the kayak and just we're, we're ready. They're like, you got your paddle. I was like, ah, it's inside the boat. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like just being able to travel with that and not, you know, not have to turn up and sort of claim that you've got uh, skis. And they're like, wait, you're going to uh, to go streak? There's no skiing there. And it's like, well, it's, it's my ski. Water bag. skis. Yeah, water skis. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just being able to to break it down. So that's that's cool. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, not sure about sort of how well that's going to hold up. But yeah, I haven't I haven't used them for the longest, you know, super long time. But they're um, they they feel feel good. They feel so- really. You know, really so you can get them at Palm now. So Palm's manufacturing them in-house is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, bought the whole, uh, all the molds sort of, and everything. Yeah, got all the, all the molds, new new mold tools, um, you know, kind of pressing all the blades there, machining out the shapes. Yeah, Are they available cool. in the U.S.? Uh, so I believe you can you can order, you know, you can order anything online, have it shipped. So I believe you can you can order them um, through their, they've got an um, online site and have them shipped over. I don't know kind of how that works with, with shipping and sort of import stuff. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the distribution as such here, but uh, yeah, worth uh, worth a look. I mean, there's there's good good paddle options out there. Paddles are interesting. You know, I I sort of I know what I like and so sort of don't really veer away from it. It's so, hard getting away from that AT. Getting used to it, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's it's a tricky one, but I'm surprised. I thought, but you haven't used a Letman. If you did, you would be you would own one. You would go out and buy one right away. I've, I've heard I've heard good things. I've heard it's well. I have I've tried one. I, you know I haven't used one. You know for you know a long day, full day on the river. But I've tried them and uh, yeah, feel feel good power. Yeah. Well, you know it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a podcast. You know unless you asked about the paddle paddle length and offset. Isn't that what you're supposed to ask on a on a? a uh, you're an adjustable guy like me, so I'm like whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say I can go uh, two two two. You know? We're just. Just a, a click of the thumb. What do you want? You, I can, I think, I think ours is probably about the same. I can, I can be like a 202, 204, you know, yeah. 90 degree offset, left-handed, so, you know, you name it. Sometimes I just, yeah, just paddle left-handed just, just for the hell of it, just to, you know, just see, see if I can. It's, yeah. it's weird. I, I do. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to kind of, if you want me to harp on something, you want me to harp on something. I think I've been harping on this too much and I don't want to become like somebody else, some other podcast I know, but do you run a toe tether? I, I do run a toe tether way. Yeah. I heard this has become a, a slightly controversial topic of late. Um, I like you know, paddle link. I think it's my paddle link. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I do, I do use a toe tether and, and, uh, I'll, I don't tell you why the, the reasons why are obvious. Um, but I also you want to be tangled up in trees. Well, no, because that's, it's all down to how you wear a toe tether. I know. I've got, I've got two options on my, my I'm not putting this, I'm not putting this in the podcast because I, I, I've done it on the past three people and I'm like, I realized that I'm becoming, I'm becoming, it's my paddle offset. I was like, oh God, I got to quit. I I went on about Boyd, about wearing toe tethers. And and now you're the first one to come on that wears it. So I almost want to like. No, but I I do, you know, for for, for various good reasons, but also I have it set up so that I can, I can quick release and get rid of it really fast. So it's in, I got in two options. One's through like a quick release um, little plastic buckle. So it's actually, will, will pull out. But more often than not, I put it into my, my chest harness and, uh, you know, if something snags up, I can just release the chest harness and it's, yeah. it's anyway. And, and, and you know, I, I, I caught a lot of crap about doing a toe tether video and I'm not a fan of them. I think they're, they're more trouble than they're worth. But one of the things that I preach the most is I was like, no, I get it. You want to use it, just use it properly. And I right. think a lot of people 
like clicked off the video. They got mad and gave me a bunch of thumbs down and started leaving hateful. But they didn't get to the end where I'm like, hey, I get it. I just don't want to see people hooking it on their shoulder strap. I was right. with a guy and a, he actually has a green vest and he didn't like that snap feature. So he hooked it on the bottom adjustable strap. And I was like, you will never get that off of that strap, dude. He's like, I didn't yeah. even think about that. He goes, well, I could pull that and it'll just dangle. I was like, what if that ends tangled up in something? You're screwed. Yeah. 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 It's, it's totally true. Like how, how you position it, where you wear it. And um, yeah, there, there, there's, again, there's a massive opinion on it and someone's going to tell you it's a bad idea. And uh, yeah, yeah no, you could create quite the stir stir out there way. I know. I'll talk to Corey Vault about it. He's like, God, he's, you got, got that guy all kinds of mad. I know. I actually thought he was joking around and I was like, <laughs> okay, I've heard enough no, crap he, about this. Total. And then when you told me is. that he, that it seriously happened, I was like, Oh my God. I actually thought it was even funnier after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I better not catch his vest like in the back of a truck or something. I'm going to hide his toe tether. I'm going to start a, um, I'm going to, I'm going to make a t-shirt like say, where's your toe tether. Do you, do you call it a toe tether or a cow tail? It's called both. I mean, but I'm going by, what if you if you go to nrs.com look it up and buy nrs it's called the nrs toe tether and it depends on where you're looking at i did this research to see apparently it's called a cowtail mostly in canada and the uk and in the us it's called a toe tether and even who, in, who, in that, who came up with it i wonder i don't know i don't know that HF maybe or some someone in maybe someone in Germany. I might, and I, that's yeah. a question. I, I because I really don't know where did the toe tether like who came up with it. I'm sure you know the rescue vest hasn't even been around that long. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know my kind of PFD um, history. I know. Yeah, some really cool stuff there came out from sort of HF and, and mm-hmm. Palm. Palm did a lot of supplying. I keep forgetting about HF. That brand is UK, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, Germany. Yeah. Germany. Okay. Um, there's a lot of really cool soft goods um, companies. You know, a ton of them uh, in sort of UK, Europe. I know. I wish more of that gear would get over here. I, I see such great quality gear out of the UK. You know, not like the US doesn't have great quality gear too. It's just, man, is it not just really a good time to be a kayaker? There's so much great gear, so many good boats. Everybody's doing a really good job now. Yeah, there's there, there's a lot of choices, and that's the cool thing is that uh, you know sometimes it comes down to okay, what, what's the category of boat that I'm looking for? You know, Creek, half slice play, you know, um, steep creek, whatever, whatever it might be, and then you know what 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 sort of suits you as a paddling style within that, and and you know, yeah. they're, they're, I think there's less sort of brand loyalty as such now. You know, what what other features do they offer? Some safety, some durability, warranty. Um, <laughs> back up and service but uh yeah there's just like a ton of ton of cool choices yeah each thing's going to bring you know more of one style to to the market than the other but just uh get in there try try boats and you know if it feel, feels good to you go for it just go yeah backing now it also what a lot of people don't know this but dagger actually has a really good kind of moving waterline with like boats like the rome i don't know is the axis still in yeah, the, the Zydeco uh, is the Zydeco um, still in, or is it dropped? Zydeco's um, still there for through through this 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 season, I believe. Um, they're definitely more sort of recreational style, and then uh, you know one of the big boats that sort of leads the charge there, and um, the again, Stratos. really well in yeah in Europe is the, it's the Stratos. Um, it's so good. Twelve five, yeah, really really fun boats, and you know, and with that, um, Dagger's got 
you know, paddles who who are sort of coastal focused and do do you know a lot of paddling, sort of rock hopping, rock gardening, coastal areas, and um, yeah, awesome. I've been wanting to do an on water review of that Dagger Stratus twelve five, and Snowy's been avoiding me for a year, maybe two years. Maybe I can get one of those if you guys start lighting his um his uh, DMs up and like get Wade the Stratus twelve five, just because yeah, I want. I, I think. Uh... The, the the last time I had one, uh, you you took it off me and, and didn't give it back, and you raced it at the uh, you raced it at the Chatuga race. That was a fourteen five small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you uh, you. That was you, the one from the UK. From, I think it was. Yeah, it was a. It was, it was a flown over, wasn't it? Or how that boat get... that boat launched first in the UK. We kind of developed that boat with 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 the um, UK and um, launched first over there, and then year a year later came to the to the US and still still does really, you know, really well. It's sort of, you know, people forget that about Dagger has been a full service brand for, for a long time. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It was like, I think so many people, like they just don't know like that Dagger offers like those premium rec brands. And I, you know, I'd like to get more out on that because it's like the Stratus 12.5. So there's a large and a small of that, right? The, the 14, the 12.5. On twelve five and fourteen five, yeah, 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 on both both of those. So, it's got a rotor molded step out pillar in the twelve five. Yeah, because it's a rock garden type, which is you know, and I've I've been out on the ocean a couple of times. One time you tried to kill me in a hurricane, but we won't go there. It's um, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's right. Hey, hey, let's go surf some swells. There's a hurricane Irene or something coming in. Yeah, you Saying just showed the, up out of nowhere, and I was down, down the coast in a damn kingpin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first time that was the first time I went on the uh, went on the ocean on the uh, east coast, and I, I didn't. No one told me about water temperature, and I remember like thinking because it just looked like it was like blowing a gale pretty much because there was a hurricane barreling down, and I was just like, man, it looks cold out. It looks like I like, looked like Britain for a second, so I like put all the gear on, and I go in the water. It's like, wait, it's like this, this water's like seventy degrees. <laughs> like no one told me that. Um, the Stratus is a fun, fun boat for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's a good one to, to get out. I didn't of. realize how good that day touring, I guess that would be called the day touring market. And it's a really good design. Dude, that boat, I love the rocker profile, the drop skag on it. It's just, it really came together really well for Dagger. I mean, that's that one I could see, you know, being in the lineup forever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a good, good boat. And it sort of gives that transition. You know, there's plenty of people who maybe they're lucky enough to be sort of coastal, maybe not the East coast so much, but you know, West coast. And um, you've got, you know, a ton of folks out there who've got great sort of creeks and then, you know, straight down to the coast and be able to get sort of, you know, rugged coastline and get out and paddle, you know, California and, and yes, yeah, yeah. fantastic places. And that, that's really where that sort of, sort of white water of the sea, if you want, um, it's, is sort of, Dagger's Dagger's done pretty well in that that area, and we don't have a ton of boats in there, but just enough to give people sort of a taste for it, and that's good. Yeah, well, yeah, man. Is there is there anything that you got on your mind? You got any questions uh, or anything know, else we, you want to bring up? We had to talk, talk about all the new stuff we're working. I thought you're gonna you know tell everyone. Well, we're... I know the answer to that. We've always got stuff in the workings. <laughs> I mean, is I, is there anything anything new? Anything you want to bring up? Anything that you that you're contractually obligated that you can't talk about or can talk about? Well, there's 
yeah no not not really we we not 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 doing anything you know for for a while so. <laughs> no i didn't want to i didn't want to try to like bring up because i always hate it when people do that and it's kind of like it's going to be the same answer. I mean, I'm not going to say anything if he asks me. Oh, we're always working on something. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yeah. You hope you are anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guys are, just try and do new things. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's next. Got some ideas. I don't want to, I don't want to go into too much about Confluence. Yeah. Um, I will save that for Scott Bowers. I want to talk to him and bring up more perception and dagger and kind of like where that's going with that. Yeah. Cause you can't, Unless you want to tell me about the new outlaw, I I can't. I don't know as much about that. The Scott Scott's the pedal guy. drive version of it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's not not my not my world right there. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure people always like, oh, you know, since conflict gets bought and and the Pelican things are going to change, and you know, absolutely still working sort of full full force for Dagger, but working on freelance capacity and you know from sort of looking at it from that perspective stuff's good and you know pelicans behind everything and they're they're a kayak company in their own right and yeah they're you know in the rep- yeah how is the um so, so box market but they're they're a kayaking company that sort of um wants to make boats and so it's happening. i mean who else better to own a kayak manufacturing than a kayak company and for what a lot of people don't know is the pelican is owned by i think two brothers right Mm-hmm. Like, and they've been molding kayaks since, I mean, what, 70s? I mean, I don't know how long Pelican's been around. So who better to own you? What, a group of corporate lawyers in Boca Raton, Florida? You know, who is that where J.H. Whitney was from? Because I looked them up. So that's where J.H. Whitney was from. So who better to own you than a kayak company or a group of corporate lawyers that just look for the bottom dollar? I think, I think, yeah. um, I think Confluence got a lot of crap over that pelican buyout especially on social media lit up and you know other and it's not just social media you know kind of like the internet in general whether it be you know like you know influencers podcasting and whatever i think they unfairly kind of like look at pelican brand as cheap walmart crap they do not know how well the pelican like fishing side is dude it's it's competitive up there with bonafide and native and and guys like that it's a really good product line yeah they do have a walmart version that competes with lifetime but that's not what all they do for sure correct you know the end of the day yeah absolutely at the end of the day they're a successful kayak company and and they've found founded on this joy of getting on the water in whatever capacity so yeah it's not pelican's not a white brand and uh but they what they do they do they are now consumer and they they do well and they're also you know as much as they're you know people there and end users of the product and got a, a passion for it but they're also super business savvy and that's that's kind of important right um you, you've got to run the business well and and you know definitely from, from everything i see that's something they do really really well and, and a lot of you know really sharp people who are behind behind all of that so yeah to have that sort of behind you know, the conference brands when they were brought into the fold and um, still, still pushing the brands as they stand is, uh, is, is nothing, nothing but good. And people, people, you know, no matter who, who owns, it feels like who owns the conference brands is always going to get bashed for just being that sort of bigger corporation. It doesn't, doesn't matter who you are. It's just, yeah. it's going to happen. And, and that's, that's fine. You know, that, let that, let that happen. But um, trolls. Sure. <laughs> They're going to hide under the bridge somewhere, either down on the Ocoee at Hellhole or 
somewhere on the upper green below that bridge yeah. at 26. If you've got, got that much time to sort of talk about it on whatever uh, social media forum and stuff, you're not, not spending enough time going kayaking. And That's my point. So, um, yeah, go, go kayaking. Enjoy it. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy the products for what they are. And, well, and- you, know, you know, listen to the shuttle drive while you're driving to go kayaking, correct? Yeah. That's that's the first thing, yeah, because that's the uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I did this. So I wanted something people could listen to, have other options that they could listen to as yeah. they're going to the river. I agree. Are you going sti- to have stickers and hats? You got to, you know, you got to. I am slinging swag off this. And, it, know, make- it's it's in the works. We're gonna we're gonna see how far this goes. Oh, you're gonna get a tattoo. Nice. Yes. <laughs> It'll be, you know, the little pill and stick tattoos. Um, any, anything else, anything else you want to bring up, Snowy? Anything that, that you think anybody could, I mean, matters? Anything? I, I, I don't have anything that, that, that matters. No, I think, uh, yeah, just um, I'm very excited to talk about the, the new products and thanks for the, the opportunity. And, um, yeah, I just hope people, people enjoy that. For me, is the kind of the, the, the real sort of pleasure is, you know, when I was out on the, the green the other day, just seeing someone is out in the new, new boats and that's awesome, ain't it? And, and, you know, not, not everything's a home run, not everyone's going to like everything, but um, you know, bringing, bringing hopefully good quality product that's uh, that people enjoy using. That's that to me is just like stokes the fire. And so, yeah, I'm excited for it. Well, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on. You know, I've been talking about a podcast for what, seven, eight years now. And I finally, yeah. You know, hey, slow moving. You know what? I got this podcast out almost faster than what Dagger got the code out. I think you did. Yeah, you've got <laughs> the market right there. Yeah, you're you're on it. I bet you've got like a really good list of people that you're gonna gonna tap into as well. I can only well, imagine that people who are just like who are just like knocking down the door. They're just like, come on, wait, I, I, get get me on there. It's like, <sighs> man, surprisingly, it's a little harder once you start putting the feet to the fire. I tell you what, at about five thirty, I was like, "Okay, he's he's gonna go get a haircut or something." I figured you'd say <laughs> you, you had to go get some new bowling shoes or something, and I was like, <laughs> "He's not gonna do it." But <laughs> I, I, I was you. out doing I was out doing my Monday grocery. I was like, "Oh, I'm sure I'm supposed to do something this evening." He's like, "Oh, that yeah, that that call with my dad." Yeah, yeah. I only I only been going on with this for like seven years with you, and you're like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be your guest." And then it comes down <laughs> to it, it's like, "Ah, oh, I gotta go get yeah, <laughs> I gotta go get some peanut butter." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I know you're lying. I know you're I was lying. Standing in the peanut butter aisle, all those choices. And I was just like, man, what do I, what do I, what do, I do? Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, well, Snowy, I know you're busy, and um, or at least you tell me you are. So I appreciate you coming on, man. And um, yeah, keep pushing forward, dude. And we'll get out. We'll we'll get some paddling in soon. I hope maybe with this rain. Yeah, yeah. Before I'm excited. We- next uh, next few few days. Let's go. Uh, let's go hit something up good. It's gonna be. Should be pretty good. All right, Snowy, man. It was good talking to you. So, everybody, that's Snowy Robinson. And, um, yeah, that's it. I guess we'll end it there. All right. See you, Snowy. All right, bye.